covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcome one, welcome all to another edition of the Inside the Walls podcast. Zach Kyleman hosting here once again, like I said, my first full week back from my vacation, as you might have heard on our earlier episodes this week. By the way, go check those out alongside my good buddy, pal, co-host, the man that held down the fort, like I mentioned on our rewind episode, Jim Mernier back in studio. Jim, here we are. Week 14. Week 14's here and I got internet. Yay. Yeah. No uh, phone emblem, baby. Your no. face. <laughs> yes. Um, live from the library, outside of the library. The only way I could get internet. Now, because he's going to educate you. Uh, yeah. Um, for the people out there, still, I'm now on hour 20 without internet or cell phone. Jesus. Um, at the house. So, yeah, it should have been on 4 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. It is 10 o'clock Eastern that night. So, yeah. Not fun, not not happy about, but hey, I'm here at the library. They're not going to tell me to go anywhere. I'm not doing nothing legally because mm-hmm. um, public service. Anyways, um, yeah. with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's week 14 of the National Arena League. And honestly, the look at it from a perspective, chaos is going to happen this week. Oh, it shall. And breaking news is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Technically. We got breaking news right now here on the National Arena yeah, League. A little, unex- little unexpected. Um, I, I, I think I'll, I'll preface this that our podcast account, we have a we have a good we have one or two great fans that message us constantly on there. Mm-hmm. And this was tipped off to us. And we went, OK, let's let's kind of reconvene and get a little more clarity. And then, uh, well, it's kind of hard to not get more direct from the source than an act, the actual owner himself, Mr. Dr. Robert uh, Twaddell uh, over in Fayetteville. Um, folks are probably wondering, what is the name of the upcoming Fayetteville expansion franchise? Well, Dr. Twaddell, or as he's nicknamed the doc, I, that was what was revealed to me, by the way. Um, he is, he is a uh, broke that to us uh, via our own social posts, via talking with him uh, to, between me and Jim here. Um, the, and here he goes. The official name of the Fayetteville NAL expansion franchise, and we did get clearance for this, by the way. So if we talk off t- off show, we'll uh, we'll say we did get a little bit of clearance. The Fayetteville mm-hmm. Mustangs will be playing in 2023. So there we go. The Fayetteville Mustangs, and uh, my explanation was that it's uh, is that it's a bit of a connection to the Fayetteville University Broncos um, over there in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, so that kind of connection there with the mat with kind of the naming and yeah there's your name uh more stuff's going to be progressing of course as we know i we've both of us have talked to uh the doc himself and uh like i said he's pretty he's confident about where the where it's going to be going and he's getting things already underway so mm-hmm. that was a bit of a surprise but no he revealed that to us and like i said we got clearance from the league about that at least the league of the one of the main league officials from that so uh the fayetteville mustangs are coming to the area, to the Fort Bragg area, at least mm-hmm. of that of North Carolina, 2023. So be ready, check it out. More stuff probably with the logo, the social media that's gonna be coming later. But yeah, they're getting things in gear. So congrats, mm-hmm. you are you are now in stampede stampede country, everybody. 
So is a Stampeder the same as a Mustang? I feel like that's like a, that's the like same. A, I mean, same premise. I just think it's like maybe a nickname. You know, hmm. are you? I see. Are you linking uh, Calgary up there and uh, the CFL? Yeah, I was just looking at the the logo. Like the logo for a Stampeder looks like a Mustang. Oh sure, and, sure. But you, we can look and talk about logos. Are they going to be like the old Milwaukee Mustang logo, or are they going to be like the SMU logo, or is it going to be like the logo up in Calgary? Are they the Calgary Stampeders? Yeah, Calgary. Yeah, it's Calgary. Um, it's Calgary. And you know, that's uh, a good that's a good question. You know, so um, we don't we don't know any information on that. I just want to be how unique is it? Don't don't be like the, don't copy the Broncos. Just don't. Well, I think, and you and I had a good idea too. Uh, military base. Um, mm-hmm. What's one of the most famous uh, air po- fighter airplanes in U.S. Air Force history? P fifty one, P fifty one Mustang. So you can go that route too. Now that's it. Like I said, the name it's Mustangs. Do we know what it? I'm pretty sure it's going to reference the horses based on talking with the doc mm-hmm. itself. Um, but yeah, we were allowed to run with that. Um, we got clearance for that. Otherwise, you know, we'll be on talking the other side. But I'm. Trust me, it's uh, we're good. This is this is uh, this is the real deal. So, welcoming in Fayetteville. Good to talk with the doc himself, and uh, away we go again. And he gave us some kind words about last week. You know, hyping up, or earlier this week that is hyping up uh, the team in Fayetteville. So, you know, looking forward to talking to some Fayetteville fans. Hopefully, much like the San Antonio base. Like I said, we've gotten to meet plenty of San Antonio fans. Mm-hmm. I'm excited next year when we get to meet more Fayetteville fans. Hopefully, some that can come on to our Discord. By the way, which you should join if you're. Uh, curious to jump on there we got a good community going on our inside the walls discord we'll link that in our youtube video too so yeah exciting times man another step in the way something that was a little bit of a surprise to us but there you have it folks at least you got a name starting that way yeah kind of interesting uh breaking news of the new team last week and then then the robber comes reach out to us and give us the name of the team this week so yeah uh one thing about the arena game and one thing about just expansion teams, period, you got to get ahead of the game and got to go. Once you announce what you are, team name, now next goal is social media, all platforms, tickets, venue, field, promotion, community work, a lot of stuff. And got to get ahead of the game. And right now I think they're at the right mindset. So I'm really looking forward to Fayetteville in 2023. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As we move into the future, we got to still stay in the present here, though. It is week 14 in the National Arena League, and as we do on every regular show, as we did have to, like I said, you held down the fort last week, but now we get to go back to our power rankings here going into week 14. A little bit a little bit of a shuffle, I think, is what's going to be taking place, but um, I know between you and I, as we've been doing more so kind of kind of more streamlining our process of the power rankings, uh, Orlando and uh, San Antonio, uh, they're going to be, and mainly they're, they're staying at, at six and five respectively. Um, they're not playoff teams. That's kind of the basis, at least for myself on my choices with there. Um, I do give mad, mad respect for them upsetting Jacksonville last week for sure. Um, and they are definitely going to be up those, uh, the squirrely team this week when they go to Albany, they go to Albany, play the empire. Um, but power ranks to me at this point, you put the playoff teams at one through four. So that's why we got them at five and six. Um, and here's mine real quick while we're doing this. So I'm going to go bottom to top. I got Carolina at four, Columbus at three, uh, sorry, Carolina at four, Jacksonville at three, Columbus two, Albany sitting at my number one currently at this time. 
Where are you sitting at with these, Jim? Similar. I'm the same. Okay. Um, it's just how honestly it we look at the rankings and our my opinion is this the best team in the league right now is going to miss the playoffs. And that is the San Antonio Gunslingers. They're mm. they're just on fire. You're taught you're telling me that they have a combined what three point de- difference in two games. They would have won literally six in a row, seven in a row. Uh, that's with the losses to Jacksonville and and to uh, Columbus. Uh, but yeah, they're they're one of the hot. And of course, they had lot, the guarantee was a loss in all, against Albany the second time. Um, but yeah, they, I got Orlando, San Antonio, Jack. Uh, excuse me, Carolina, uh, Jacksonville, Columbus, and Albany. Albany is default number one because Jacksonville lost, and Albany has won and got to get an advantage. Of course, Columbus got up there too. So it's it's interesting and finally we're going to a, a time in the season where we can stop doing power rankings because they don't matter after this week they don't mm-hmm. yeah i mean that this is probably our last power ranking we might do one more just as a final regular season mm-hmm. but yeah once the playoffs hit i mean it's every man's fair game power rankings don't matter in, in the grand scheme but this is where we think they are you know in terms of just how teams have been playing right now you know mm-hmm. and of course questions i mean as we're going to talk here with this matchup for Carolina, you know, Tommy grade was brought in um, very much status up in the air with that, you know, this whole week. And so that whole question mark again, quarterback, it's the, it's even more important in an arena than even the outdoor game. So you evaluate the rest of the talent in the playoffs. And this is no offense to Malik Henry because he's still, I think trying to kit down everything still he's getting better, but Arvell Nelson, Mason Espinoza, and surprise. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you'd say surprising, not anymore. Sam Castronova under Damon Ware's system. I mean, they've been playing out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll even I'll even add a nod. Castronova to me is one of the one of the two guys in my MVP race at this moment in time. It would be Bain as well for a third if he was still playing right now. But Sam's up there as one of my MVP candidates. And I think it's just the surprise nature of him breaking out the way he did after coming in week two. Um, but you look at that. I mean, Carolina, to me, that's why they're down there. They got plenty of talent coming in with like Malachi Jones, Joe Hills. You know, he came in last week, you know, he performed like it, he hadn't really left the field at time. Like he had, like he hadn't stepped away really. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they have the weapons. You got to be able to deliver. So I just think the experience here is where I'm ranking them. That's kind of how I put it at this time, you know, Especially like when you have Mason in here, you know, coming off inactives and, you know, guiding you to two straight wins, putting you in that spot and he'll be available and he'll be there for the playoffs for you. With that defense, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to not put him below at least or at least put him at two. You know, I got to do it that way. Well, yeah, that's it's so hard to do the rankings right now, especially with the four playoff teams. That's I stayed true too. Earlier in the just last, well, yesterday on the, the final uh, rewind. Um, all four teams are separated by one game, so technically, all four teams are about even with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's beating each other, um, and vice versa. So, again, like we stated in the Mason Espinosa interview, and what we stated yesterday is that we, I mean, Zach would not be surprised if the three seeds hosting the four seed for the title. Um, that's yeah. what this type yeah. of season is this year. Anything can happen. These four teams have – they have the defenses. They have the offenses to win it all. And 
my ranking shows that um, because four can be one, two can be four, vice versa. It's so hard to differentiate these two teams. And honestly, give me two extra more weeks, a 16-week season, and San Antonio's in there. Um, they just ran out of the games. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's how I think my rankings are overall. Um, I'm done with power rankings. That's it. Now we're <laughs> doing to the now we're doing to the four game uh, four team playoff, which is what we do here in our country. We do playoffs that determine champions, not points. Time for the meat and potatoes of your final walkthrough, the final regular season walkthrough, as Correct. well. Gearing up, like I said, the, a lot of a lot of seeding implications. I think we really should touch on a few of those while we're at it, because honestly, I mean, all four of these teams now, some can't fully get the one, but yeah. the one seed is still pretty wide open for most of the top four in the playoffs. Even the two, really, that second home game is what I think everyone's going. All right, we got to at least secure one. You know, I think that's yeah. what most people are paying attention to right now. Yeah, two teams have a chance for the one seed. Uh, three teams have a chance for the two seed and every single team. Uh, Albany cannot drop further than two. And then Carolina, Columbus, Jacksonville um, can be either the three and Jacksonville, Carolina can be the four or two. So it's, 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 I think we're going to see the, a repeat of last year's playoff bracket. Uh, just replace Jacksonville with Carolina or Jacksonville with Orlando. That's what that possibly we can see that. And we can also see Albany host Carolina or Albany coast Jacksonville, Jacksonville host Columbus or Columbus host Jacksonville. There's a lot of different possibilities. And week four team will determine that. What sucks is that all three games are on the same time and I'll be in attendance at the Jacksonville game. So it's going to be kind of difficult. But then again, uh, we will find out who our postseason teams are and we'll break that down next week with uh, more contact with those two playoff teams, uh, the four playoff teams and the two playoff games. So it's going to be very interactive next week. So I think we need to break down these games so we can get everyone ready for the final week of the season. And also, we finally got an official full season end since the uh, COVID year. So 14 weeks, no games got delayed, uh, no nothing serious happened. So we're here. Uh, Year two of the Inside the Walls podcast previewing into the playoffs. So – Let's get going. Week 14. Yeah, let's hit this thing and hit the ground running. Um, and I think we'll we'll get this going here. We're going to travel up to Albany here. The Gunslingers now get to travel to the Empire. Previous two matchups were at the Freeman Coliseum. This time it's at MVP Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, Empire, as we've talked, you know, they were they had a three-game skid midseason. So far, they have uh, flipped that back around to a three-game winning streak of their own. Um, pretty, I mean, both these two, honestly, you know, we talked about the shootout with Mason about them two weeks prior with the lions and the gunslingers, yeah. how that was uh two teams hitting the 70 plus mark. These two, I think have that potential again, you know, it really does come down to with, uh, the setup and what we've seen with, with San Antonio in these last two weeks, how many mistakes do they make and how clean of a game can they play? Cause honestly yeah. they could be have won the last two weeks and had a second one. We could be talking about them clinching a playoff berth possibly and making a great comeback and turnaround, but they are squirrely. This is a squirrely team. That is not a playoff cal. I mean, it's playoff caliber. It just came on late. That was the only thing. Um, 2017 so, main mammoths. That's who the San Antonio yep. gunslingers are this year. Yeah. I mean, and Albany knows they got 
they got blindsided during that three game losing streak against San Antonio. And they know after that last matchup, you got to play them. You got to play them and keep pace with them right away. Take advantage of any mistakes you find as you go. At least this time they get to host. That's the difference. But I'll tell you, they, I mean, it might not be a matchup for play. It might not be a direct matchup for playoff seating, but Albany definitely has a task at hand to end the year. Well, it's, it's going to be an intriguing game. Um, it's, it's not really a, a spoiler game. You can mm-hmm. say, like, you hear about NFL teams that are trying to get that playoff spot. They get spoiled by, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars or something like that. Um, that especially, especially the city that you live in, the Colts, they were yep. bound for the playoffs, <laughs> and they lose to the Jaguars. Oh, geez. No, um, no one could stop talking that about that That won't happen in Albany. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, especially here in Jacksonville, that's, that was our Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, but overall, when you look at the team in this game, Albany literally can take the day off and lose and still host home field advantage for both rounds. Um, they need some help, meaning Carolina needs to lose and Columbus needs to lose. And, well, they don't matter. They have tiebreaker of Columbus anyways. But there's a mm-hmm. chance where they can lose, Jacksonville wins, and Columbus loses, right? Yep. And if that does happen, Every single team in the playoffs will be technically tied by the game's back differential. Because because Columbus, well, no, Columbus needs to win. So if that happens, everyone is even playing field. Just problem is, is those all the tiebreakers go into effect, and that leans in favor of the Albany Empire as they have the season sweep over the Sharks. Uh, they lost the 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 series to uh, Cobras. Cobras. And they won the series against Columbus and Jacksonville. So, whatever happens negatively for uh, negative, uh, positively for the Cobras or the excuse me, the Lions and the Sharks, doesn't matter. San, uh, Albany has tiebreakers, but if Carolina is the positive, it hurts Albany. So there's so many different things. Um, but for a team that isn't Albany, how they like with I stated before last or last show. Uh, they are a different beast when um, Cisse and Nick Hager in the game. And Damian yeah. Ware has been the X factor in that offense. Um, and Castronova, again, is also good. I look at this game and I just see a hot on fire team in San Antonio going there, trying to end the season on a high note, win five games in the year. A team that has basically surprised everyone that we all thought was going to win two games. Some of us had three games. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I see that happen? Do I see a spoiler happen? No, I think Albany is going to try and secure that home field, uh, the home field advantage for the playoffs, honestly. I think they have a, a solid team, but San Antonio is going to be the type of team where you've seen in Columbus a couple of weeks ago and whether you've seen Jacksonville. They're not going to bow down. Will I be stunned if Albany uh, loses to San Antonio? No, because technically I think San Antonio is the better team right now because of the second half of the season, but Albany has a better overall body of work this season than San Antonio. That's why they're going to be the one seed and San Antonio is going to be missing the postseason. But will I say San Antonio wins this game? No, I don't think San Antonio wins this game. I think Albany does win this game and clinch the overall playoffs uh, as a number one seed, and they just wait who they will play. It's either Jacksonville or Carolina in the first round uh, for them to play. So it's going to be a very unique game. Uh, the keys to the game is basically have the same mentality you did against Orlando and – trying to win the battle of possessions because what things that I've seen over the last couple of weeks against uh, all uh, San Antonio 
is that they've capitalized on all their possessions. They have not been killing themselves with penalties and uh, turnovers. They've been playing some good football, but I just don't think travel to Albany. There's the, the history of getting to Albany by travel in this league is parent from every organization that's gone to Albany. I think that does wear on the team a little bit, and that's a long distance from San Antonio to Albany. So I give the advantage to the Albany Empire home field advantage as well um, in a close win to end the season. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go because I got two things here. First off, I got to say, Alex McSwain, you are awesome. I got one of these shirts. Um, this is the same shirt Fred Shaw wears at home games, by the way. Um, so this is an honor. I, not many people have these, by the way. So I'm going to go with the fandom for the gunslingers here. And I'm just going to do this and shoot from the hip. Here's why. They, first things first, they got nothing to lose. The, the teams that have nothing to lose, they're the scary ones, okay? They, uh-huh. will, they will come out and pull out all the stops. That's the first thing. Second thing, you want to go out with a bang as, no pun intended, as you are, of course. <laughs> of course, you're trying to finish on a hot note. You know, you're, you're, on, this hot, you're on this hot streak as the gunslingers. You're having great vibes as an organization right now. So, I mean, why, you know, go out and put your best ball, play loose, play fast. And I mean, they've beaten the same empire team before. So this isn't impossible. I really think it comes down for San Antonio. It really comes down to, if you can play a clean game, you can score points, keep up with them, take your opportunities when needed. You can pull this out. I mean, they were able to swing it, swing it a completely different direction against Jacksonville. They got a few, they got a few key stop, a few key stops and were able to get out ahead fast. If you're able to do that against Albany, that helps you, I think a lot. And the empire, they definitely have, I mean, this is, they, they've shown last, last two contests against these guys, even if they're down three scores, there's still a chance this could be one score. I really just think it comes down to San Antonio coming out and punching first. Um, yeah. And I go, I'm going to go with them. You know, like I said, I would, I've, I also say I would feel wrong not picking them with this bad boy on right now. Um, but there is a logical way to a victory here. So I'm going with the San Antonio gunslingers for the upset. And I'm also going, cause I want some chaos in the seating. Why not throw it a little more of a wrench in there? Why not? Everyone's just going to have a party. We'll, we'll, we'll just do it that way. And the thing that's fun with this, you know, as much as it doesn't help for us watching all the games at the same time, it does make the seating and all the uh, eyeballs in the back of coaches heads that are trying to keep tabs on everyone else in the league much more interesting. I imagine all the broadcast crews are going to be like gauging the live streams on what's the score. What's the score here? What's the score there? How are they doing? That's what's going to be happening here. And this will be one of those games because of how the gunslingers have played at the back half of the year and what they are capable of doing when they put a hundred percent, when they're able to hundred percent execute their game plan, this will be fun. You know, I, I do think San Antonio could pull the upset. I'm going to go with it. I'm taking the upset this week. Why not? Right. I'll go with that. No comment. Mm-hmm. No comment. We have a we have a behind behind the scenes. I have, I have between my, us. Just I'm just gonna say no comment. Just no I have comment. My, I have my one thing for San Antonio. I want to say, continue. I want to see from Fred Shaw and his crew. Give me some more of those tight end screens. I love how they use the tight end over in San Antonio. Like it's not used and utilized enough. I think in, in, in the arena space and they do it in such a great way because it's just, it's a screen that no one thinks the tackle is going to go out and get the catch, but it works so well. Apparently Jackson didn't know how to stop. They did it four Mm -hmm. times and got like 15 yards. No one, no one knew how to protect it because you don't expect the tackle to go out and 
and get that for about 15 every time. But sure enough, I'm not saying yeah. that they're going to do it all the time, but like, I just got to point out, I love that play. I didn't do it. I didn't say it during the, uh, during our rewind, but I have to put it here. That that's a great use of the, t- of the tight end there. And I imagine that's going to be part of the game plan, but I got San Antonio. Why not? I'm going to take them here. I think they'll come. I think they'll finish strong on a high note. Keep on with that hot streak, you know, and at least make it a good moment for the NAL in terms of an expansion franchise that flipped the script on what people were thinking. This was going to be at the beginning of the year. Uh, either way, win or lose. Awesome story. They're going to be in for the, it looks like for the long haul after the season. So great to hear as we continue down the line, we're going to hit up with two teams that really, like I said, destiny wise, in terms of relationship, destiny wise, in terms of how this year has gone. I mean, you can't talk about one without the other. It seems if you're talking the NAL, in my opinion, it's the Cobras going to the sharks for round four of their series. The one that's the rubber match really in terms of who's going to, well, sorry, rubber matches three, four. Yeah. It's more, if you're just trying to split, ignore me, ignore the rubber match comment. Nonetheless, Carolina last matchup between these two, it was in the shark tank. Mm-hmm. It was a packed crowd, the, be- the bit largest crowd of the shark tank all year. It's probably gonna be close to, if not better this time around military appreciation night, I bet. Um, and the ticket sales, by the way, they show it too. Uh, if you look at that, there's like little to none in the main uh, stretches down the dashboards up the rows. It's going to be but a loud crowd. You want me to show my shock face? Like, seriously, <laughs> you don't have to. No. I, okay. I don't, I'm just saying, uh, it'll be a good crowd there. Um, Malik Henry, I will say, I bet he threw his tape away from last time these two played. Um, uh, yeah. And I think, I think coach Rez knows they need to get him comfortable and get the offense in a good rhythm as fast as possible. Because as we've talked all year, since Arvell Nelson has started and joined in for the sharks, replacing Malik Henry, it's all about out sprinting your opponent in Jacksonville this year. Mm-hmm. And Really, Carolina has to be you. Be, you best hope you get the Malik Henry that faced the Lions two matchups prior, because otherwise, I mean, it's it's going to have to come down to good defensive effort. That's as simple as that. Uh, the Sharks are going to score their points with Devin Wilson out or another. Nyquan Murray will make get his scores. Rob Jones will just get a bigger focus. Yeah, that's how it'll happen. Um, but I know Coach Rez one way or another, and I'm expecting it's Malik Henry playing in this contest. So they're going to be in for a challenge, even with having Malachi Jones and Joe Hills, at least understanding Malachi should be there. Joe, we know will. Yeah. You know, and they got DJ, they got Kendrick, but you have to have the QB play. You got to have them in, in game ready mode here. And it's a crucial one, you know, could be a chance for one seed or at the very least locking down that home playoff matchup. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's for Carolina's unique. If they win, they're guaranteed a home playoff game. They lose, they can be as worse as the four seed. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, on how the standing projects, it's it's strange how unique this is going to be. Uh, but you're going to have Malik Henry going to the Shark Tank again. The last time he was in there, he didn't look good. Um, but he does have more receivers around him. Gives him an extra week to practice with all the receivers that came in. Um, but for for Jacksonville side of things, you got a big blow. You got to replace Devin Wilson again. And but yeah. Naquan Murray, Rob Jones has stepped up. Williams has stepped up. Uh, there's been people that have stepped up in place for Devin, and I think Jacksonville needs to do it. But the main the key thing is, from my opinion, 
is Arvell Nelson. Does he still continue? Uh, does he still continue an MVP performance this season so far? Um, and lead Jacksonville to a win. So for Jacksonville's sake, they win in a Columbus loss. They're home. They're home for the second seed. So uh, the second playoff home game or the first yeah. playoff home game and the chance to possibly host a championship game if um, things fall their way. I, for one, I tend, I'm tending to side this game with Cobras for some Ooh. odd reason. Okay. I think, I think the Cobras, they, 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 they're prepared. This is the second time going to shark tank. I just think they, they, they had it. They, they're tired. They're going to try and finish it off and at least get the two seed and wrap it up. Um, but then again, last time I picked against the Jackson Sharks, they uh, scored 50 points uh, in the first half against Columbus. Um, so possibly it can happen, may not. Um, but overall, I just got to say that this game is going to come down to Malik Henry play. If Malik Henry goes in there like he did a couple of weeks ago against Columbus, I think they beat the Sharks. Uh, if he plays like he did a couple two weeks ago and he played against the Sharks, Sharks will win this game again. It could be another one that's one side of the fairs. Um, but just a word of warning: don't make Jacksonville have a playoff home game. Uh, that's going to that's a that's a hostile environment. No matter your three seed or the four seed, or possibly a championship game in in, in for the NAL, it's going to be a hostile crowd if that's happening. Uh, Carolina has a chance to put that away because if Jacksonville loses to Carolina, they are the four seed and they're traveling to Albany uh, in the uh, first round of the playoffs, which, again, would be a unique game. And I've also stated before, it would be nice to see Jacksonville and Albany play each other again after the new rosters have changed. Um, but right now, it's the final game of Jacksonville. Right now, from what I've heard, they're projecting over 8,000 fans in attendance nice. uh, for the fan appreciation game and the military appreciation game here in Jacksonville. So it's going to be a big crowd. I like Carolina in the close one. Uh, I just don't see Jacksonville taking three from Carolina after what happened last week. And then again, I don't know. I may get Burley to text me or someone on the Sharks. How dare you pick them? Um, but, yeah, I like Carolina <laughs> yeah. in the close one. Um, but Blanchard's hit induces early like he did in the previous game. Uh, it could be a different story. T.C. Stevens couldn't hit it, and Blanchard was hitting it. So it's all going to come down to uniqueness of this game. And uh, – I've been burned so many times with the Sharks right now. I just don't know. Um, for a homer, diehard Shark fan, I am. I like Carolina's one. I think Carolina pulls off the – you can say it's kind of an upset, kind of, even though they mm -hmm. have a better record. Um, I see them pull off upset and make Jackson to be the four seed. Yeah. You know what? I'm at, And it's funny. I'm going to actually play your role this week. I am going to flip to Jacksonville on this one. Um, and, look, you are coming off licking your wounds against San Antonio. You went to Freeman Coliseum. You had a game that – Personally, you got down early. You did recover. Unfortunately, possession battle flipped in the opposite favor second half. You couldn't get that back even, and it came down to one final strip sack fumble recovery for a touchdown that sealed the deal. Um, and that, I mean, that that was kind of really the game flow for that last match against the Gunslingers was kind of a little bit flipped. It came down this the last one that they played. It came down to just who had the ball last. Somehow it was going to end up being San Antonio with it last. It looked like one way or another. It just accelerated it with a strip sack. Justin Alexander was in Arvell's face all day. Right. Um, I will say for the Cobras, it is going to come down to kind of what San Antonio was able to do. Can you get pressure on Arvell? Because if you slow down Arvell, you slow down pretty much all of the Sharks right off the bat. Not only his run run threat, but also you know his pinpoint passing, quick passes mm -hmm. and all that. Um, that's going to be key. Uh, I would say with Devin Wilson gone, you know, 
Sure, there is the challenge with that. However, the Sharks have done it without Devin. And I do believe that you, with Murray getting a little bit more of the targets, opening up that offense to where you he can be focused. Rob Jones can be the good off-ball second receiver in that offense too. Um, the yeah. Cobras have been at times leaky in the secondary. Um, and I think that worries me with this contest. And honestly, I do want to see what Malik Henry can do against Jacksonville in that hostile environment for a second time. That's the thing. You know, if it's going to be even louder than the last one, that will be such a harsh environment to go into. And for a playoff, you know, stakes game, that's going to be that much of an energetic atmosphere. It'll be hard. I'm not saying he can't do it, but Malik Henry, in terms of QBs in the NAL, is one is arguably the most boomer bust quarterback across the board this season. Um, he's either lit up teams or he has been kind of on the opposite side to where we've got their last matchup at Jacksonville, where it was downright just harassed the whole night, couldn't get in the flow. He's got to get in the flow. I don't think Jacksonville allows him to get in the flow. That's what's going to happen. I think the, the crowd will be the factor here. Uh, besides the fact that they're going to be able to keep pace, if not try and outrun Carolina at some point. So confidence in me. (laughs) I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, I'm going with the sharks though on this one. I do think it's going to be a little crazy. I, I think that Jacksonville, it's been, you know, season started out rough, but they've made the adjustments and the signings necessary to where, even though they are sitting, you know, possibly could finish 500, they could sit themselves nice and pretty a little bit higher up in the standings. I think they will after this game. All right. Touche. Touche. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know, splitting it up. I'm taking the sharks though. Uh, So, but I know coach Rez will hear that. It's funny. Coach Rez will hear that and be like, all right, game time. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) But I'm just, that's my opinion, but he, Honestly, he'll have a game plan too. I just know it. Mm-hmm. it. It'll be a, that'll be such a electric, intense football game with those two franchises. Uh, that'll Agreed. I mean, to me, to me, that's my game of the week. Honestly, uh, if I'm looking across the NAL, arguably the one in Albany is my other one, but I think this one just for the stakes alone, you got to put it as that. So, oh, this one has all the implications. Honestly. Exactly. So. Yeah, there's some in Columbus, but it's not significant. They control their own destiny. They win, they host, they lose, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's simple. In yeah. Jacksonville, there you got two teams that can either host every game or they're traveling every game. So it's it's going to be unique this weekend in Jacks. Finally, we wrap up with the Predators visiting the Columbus Lions. Now, the Lions did a lot right for themselves last week. They They, well, I won't say stole, but they squeaked out a win in Carolina under the circumstances they had coming into the end of that fourth quarter stretch. And they sit nice and pretty right now in the standings could be hosting a home game, depending on how things slide out. They just got to get a win here against Orlando, which the predators at this point, you know, it has been on for a second half of the year. It's been a rough second half uh, in terms for Orlando, for Jeff Higgins, squad a lot, as we've said all season, um, a complete game has been hard to come by for the predators. And that is something, again, it's going to come up to end the year is, you know, if you want to get this upset win at the Columbus civic center, can you put a game that has all four quarters together with all three phases of the game playing at their top level there? I mean, not to mention, I mean, the switch to Matt Parsons, you know, he's familiar, but it has been different than Rakeem Cato. Um, 
it's just been a hard, it's been a year for them is all I can tell you. And it's funny. They have stat leaders on that roster and defensive and defensive stars on the stat sheet. It's just, they can't put it all together on both sides of the ball. And so this is where they're at. This is why they're three and seven right now in the standings uh, or sorry, three and eight in the standings here going into the final week of the season. So mm-hmm. um, I do think just based on what lines have put together so far with, with Mason Espinoza back, the D, the Lions defense still being the best scoring defense in the NAL. Um, I think this one flips. I, I got the I got the Lions taking a win here. And really, mm-hmm. I think they'll take the win. And then just really, they just get to control their destiny. You know, um, it really will come down to or you know, again. Yeah, I mean, what you're watching, you know, that's what's going to be. Now, credit, you can't get too involved on the screen. You still got to pull off a win. You still have to, you can't let Orlando come in and get the upset. Now, I will say Jeff Higgins' squad will have the same mindset as, as San Antonio. My thing is, I just don't think that roster is talent as, as talented as what San Antonio brings to the table at this moment in time. Or at least it doesn't have the pieces to fully operate what it wants to do. Because receivers it does. I just don't know if Matt Parsons has it to where you can run that offense what's needed. And I also mm-hmm. don't think defensively Orlando has gotten what it's needed at times this year. Josh Jenkins has been great but I feel like there's been some lapses. Brendan Fuentes being out for pretty much the majority of the year has hurt them uh, being on IR. Um, But I think that, you know, those two phases have just not gelled fully for the most part all season. I just don't see it happening again tonight. Maybe I think they'll make it close. I think that it will be a, you know, Orlando is going to play loose, but I still see the lions pulling this out one way or another. It, it's like deja vu what you say about the Orlando Predators this year. They can never put two quarters back-to-back. And even in their wins this year, it was all one bad half, one bad quarter, followed by a very good quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the final game of the season for them. Can, can they play, play spoiler where if they, if they win, um, yeah, they finished on a high note and they ruined Columbus's chances of hosting the playoff game. But you can look at Orlando over the past couple of weeks. It's the same thing. Half on, half off. Half on, half off. It's been very inconsistent. And they have great players on that team. And it's just inconsistency, injuries, bye weeks, uh, quarterback situation, uh, close losses. Uh, it's just been a roller coaster of a season for Orlando. They're going yeah. to Columbus. Uh, Again, a fan appreciation game for the Columbus Lions. I think they're going to have a good crowd there again um, this uh, Saturday night. Do I see a Orlando team going to Columbus and pull off a win this time, like, like they did a couple of years uh, last year? Um, no, uh, they didn't did last year, excuse me, uh, going to playoffs like they did last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think Orlando, they haven't shown me all year that they can put two halves together. I think they're going to have the same deja vu like we had last week against them in Albany. They're going to stay with Albany the whole entire first half. Then the second half happens. The better team will pull the way, and I think that is the Columbus Lions. And for the Columbus Lions, you control. You kind of control your own destiny. You win, you're home the following week. You lose, you're either traveling to Jacksonville or you're traveling to Carolina. Um, but that's just you know the flip of the coin. Um, I think they'd rather host than travel. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially, they, I guarantee they don't want to host and travel to Jacksonville if that's going to be a chance that can happen. Right, uh, right. 
But overall, if, you, if we look at the overall landscape of the league, we've said before how six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, we were complaining how we don't want this to be a two-team race. Well, it's not a two-team race. It's, it's all four of them are all together now. It's, it's literally a flip of a coin that can happen. So, um, again, I think or Columbus pulls this game off. Um, Orlando and San Antonio ran out of the games. Um, this league has been very – there's parity in this league. Mm-hmm. And just based on this past weekend and looking at this weekend, I can't put my finger on who will win it all. Columbus has a team that can win it all. Albany, Jacksonville, and Carolina. Yeah. And I don't think this game in, in Columbus this weekend changes my opinion about that. And that's why I think Columbus outlasts San, uh, Orlando in the first half, then pulls away in the second half. And I think they secure the number two seed, and they will be hosting the Jacksonville Sharks, um, possibly. Um, but then again, if Columbus wins and Carolina wins, Columbus is going to Carolina. So it's it's all – it's – chaotic but then again it's what we wanted it's no oh, two-team race this year so uh again next week when we get their playoff seeds i may predict two upsets because they might happen that's how even this league is and um if any team out there is cocky enough to think that they're the best team and no one's going to beat them they're the ones that are going to lose they're the ones that are going to get blindsided um, remember the massachusetts pirates in 2018 thought that they were the team they were the best team in the league they were the one seed. A four seed Columbus Lions went up there and took them out to correct them. So no matter where you're at, first or fourth, second or third, you got to show up and play because today record doesn't mean anything next week. And that's why I think Columbus takes care of business, Carolina takes care of business, and Albany takes care of business to get ready for the 2022 NAL playoffs that start next weekend here in the National Arena. Any given game day, yeah, it's usually yeah. any given Sunday, but any given game day, it's all it takes. One good performance. Yeah. Any or in this case, for in Friday. this case, if you're going to, yeah, Saturday, <laughs> or any given Friday, any given Saturday, possibly Tuesday, Tuesday, <laughs> Monday. Honestly, I mean, yeah, between these four, it could go any way with any four of these. Yeah. It's really whoever puts the best, you know, after week 14, whoever puts the best two straight together, no matter what. Um, there's good coaches between all four. There's great mm-hmm. talent between all four of them. It should be fireworks across the board this playoff season. Um, and we're going to get that in two weeks and we'll get the full seedings after this weekend. And I, I'm right. I, you and I, this is uh, exactly what we wanted. Chaos, a plenty, yep. no certainty whatsoever. Let's just have fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> Why, not? Sure. Why not? Why <laughs> not? So, folks, I hope you all enjoy week 14. Catch all the games on the NAL's YouTube page. They're all at 7 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday. So, honestly, if you're like me or Jim, um, get as many tabs open as you can and flick those things onto your computer screen because you you might want to keep pace with all Uh, three. Or have unlimited data on your cell phone because you're going to have to if you're at the game. So, (laughs) (laughs) that too. That too. Yeah, I mean, hey, J- say Jim's gonna be over over the Sharks game. It looks like yep. so he'll uh, he'll see that massive crowd firsthand. I can't wait to talk to you about that mm-hmm. next week. You know, mm-hmm. that's all. I mean, that's nice. 
like I said, it, hitting 8,000 plus that's, that's excellent for any one of these leagues mm-hmm. at this current time. So that's awesome. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of rubs a couple of fans off by the way, because of the attendance we get, let's say it's okay. Oh, it, does, it does. That seems weird, but yeah. okay. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> folks, that's going to do it for our final walkthrough. Hope you enjoyed, enjoy the games this week. Like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be chaotic and we love the chaotic nature of this right now. Uh, for my partner here, Jim Renee, I'm, Z- I'm Zach Kyleman saying so long. Thanks a bunch. Follow us on social media at, at in walls pod. Again, that's at in walls pod subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, what are you doing? Hit the sub button right there on the bottom and click the bell to get reminders. It builds morale. Thanks again to the ref for giving us that little tidbit. I will always use that from now on. So will Jim. It's, it's just it's so catchy, isn't it? It's easy marketing. It's good marketing. It's good marketing. It should be. As always, we leave you with remembering one thing. Always take this home with you. Take something home with us. Playoffs? Playoffs? We start a week away and then you're talking about playoffs. And don't be a jack out of the box. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Enjoy the playoffs. Catch you on Wednesday.